In his second letter to Timothy, the Apostle Paul writes these words, I charge you in the presence of God and of Christ Jesus, who is to judge the living and the dead, and by his appearing and by his kingdom, preach the word. Be urgent, in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, and exhort. Be unfailing in patience and in teaching. This is In Season and Out of Season, a Bible teaching ministry with Father Tom DiLorenzo. Good day, it's Father Tom and Anthony today. We're just having a good laugh before we begin. You know, God is not only real, but He wants to speak to you. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice, and they follow me. We need to hear the voice of the Lord. We need to hear God's voice, what He's saying. And I hear Him saying, Trust me. Rely not on your own understanding. And I will give you the truth. I will give you my heart's desire. Trust me. You know, if you just gave your life to Jesus yesterday, and I gave my life to Him in 1968, He always says the same thing. Trust me. Trust me. Rely not on your own understanding. Trust in Him, and He will act. This is real. This is real. I'm reading from the sixth chapter of St. Mark, verse 30. The apostles gathered around Jesus and told Him all that they had done and taught. They're standing telling, you know, demons are subject to us. We heal this person. We heal that person. They're all excited about what God told them to do, what Jesus told them to do. But what does Jesus say? He said to them, come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. He didn't say, go out on another expedition and go and heal more people. He says, you've done that. It's time to rest. And so, this is very important. I need to hear this because many times I burnt out because I didn't rest. I just kept on doing what I was doing. There was always a need, and I wanted to keep up with the need. And the Lord was saying, come away and rest a while. I'm reading again from that chapter. Come away to a deserted place by yourselves and rest a while. For many were coming and going. Why were they coming and going? They want to be touched. They need Jesus. They need deliverance. Many were coming and going, pushing their way in, prodding Jesus. We see that Jesus many times goes on a boat so that people won't be pushing him. And he teaches. This is, this is just the way it is. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure to even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a deserted place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. As he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. I tell you, it's like that today. So many people are like sheep without a shepherd. No one to shepherd them. No one to help them. 
We put gay flags out. We do all these crazy things, but we don't have any care for the sheep. Today, the gospel or the first reading was about the Lord caring for us and giving us a new heart. Yesterday was about the shepherds that feed themselves and don't feed the flock. And the Lord said, because of this, I am going to shepherd my sheep. I'm going to take them away from you, and I am going to shepherd my sheep. Thank you, Jesus. He wants to shepherd you. He wants to shepherd your life. You know, we have you have people in your life, spiritual authorities over you, that are gonna. The Jesus is gonna speak to you through. But ultimately, Jesus, through the power of the Holy Spirit, wants to direct your life. He wants to be intimate with you. He wants to be involved in every decision you make. He wants to guide and direct and fill your life with love, joy, peace, unabounded. Father Tom was talking about trust. It's the most basic principle of the spiritual life, but without trust, you can't receive anything from Jesus. Without trust, you can't do anything from the Lord. Yesterday at the prayer meeting, the Holy Spirit, we prayed only for the release of trust. The Holy Spirit was speaking to us that he was going to release the grace to trust. Because trust is a vessel which all graces are given. So what are you trusting the Lord for today? Just ask him. Say, Lord, I'm trusting you for peace, conversion of my family. I'm trusting you for finances. It doesn't matter what it is. I trust the Lord to find me a parking spot when when I'm pulling into somewhere I need to go. You see, there's nothing too small for Jesus. He just wants a a life given over to him. And he wants you to trust him. Trust him. Trust him with all of your heart and everything you have. Because when you give something to Jesus, he gives it back to you, completed and full of life. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Rely not on your own understanding. Trust in him, and he will act. He will act. You're saying, but he hasn't done that yet. He's got a perfect time. He will act. I had a lady come last night, and she said, I find it difficult to surrender to Jesus. I said, well, let's do it now. Just let's do it now. So we prayed, I surrender, Lord Jesus. I said, you know, you've sinned, you've surrendered already. You, God takes this at your his word. You surrendered already. This is so real. This is so real. And trust him. Trust God. Trust Jesus. Know that he's got plans for you, plans to give you, you, a future and a hope, plans to give you life and life eternal. Jesus loves you so much. I had one person come to me who I know, and she said, you were the first one that told me that Jesus loved me. Sheep without a shepherd. I remember doing, uh, going to a mass once during July. It was very hot. I wasn't a priest, and the priest didn't preach. So I went in back of the sacristy, and I said to the priest, Can I share something with you? He said, yes. I said, you didn't preach. 
The only thing you needed to tell us was Jesus loves you. You didn't need to say anything else. He was very receptive. He said to me, thank you. People don't know that they're loved by the Lord. It's everybody else, it's not me. That they're loved by the Lord. That they're worthy. Jesus makes us worthy through the power of his blood. Oh yes, Jesus makes you worthy through the power of his blood. And they went away in a boat to a deserted place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognizing them. They hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. As he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. And he began to teach them many things. Why did he teach them? Because faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. He began to teach them. I wonder how many people get taught on a Sunday. A five-minute sermon, and it's not going to be able to do it. I'm telling you that. But that's what the people want. Well, then they're like sheep without a shepherd. The shepherd should be saying what the people want, because that's who the shepherd is, to feed the sheep. I remember when I was going to be a deacon that uh, the archbishop said, Receive the word of God whose messenger you have been. <clears throat> he went like that, whose messenger you are now. But he, he said it, whose messenger you have been. I said, the Lord knows. The Lord knows. And this is just for me. And then he changed it to what the book said. Oh, yes, I want a shepherd sheep. I want them to relax in the Lord. I want them to know the power of resurrection. I want them to know the power of the cross. I want them to know the power of the blood. I want them to know. So he taught them, and he began to teach them all many things. When it grew late, his disciples came to him and said, This is a deserted place, and the hour is very late. Jesus preached for hours. In one of the stories that we're going to read, maybe today or tomorrow, he had the crowd there for three days, preaching and healing and delivering for three days. It was a retreat, like no other retreat that anyone ever gave. Send them away so they may go into the surrounding country and villages and buy something to eat. But Jesus said to them, You give them something to eat. You give them something to eat. When you hear a good homily on a Sunday, go tell your priest, continue to preach because you really blessed me. Continue to do that because you really blessed me. Sheep without a shepherd. You know, the good thing is God put shepherds in front of you like Father Tom became a shepherd to me. And then you receive that grace, and then he puts people in front of you to shepherd. Like holiness, it's caught, not taught. 
even after the prayer meeting yesterday, we were in, I was in the church till about 11 and I was done praying and I was ready to go just sit with the Eucharist and the Blessed Sacrament. But all the kids there, are, all, they're not kids, they're in high school, but they were ready. I had told them about going to Methadone Mile, which is a street in Boston where it's just an open-air drug market. I, I, we call it Mary's Mile, not Methadone Mile, but they were all ready. They were like, all right, Anthony, we're ready to go. Let's go, let's go, let's go pray, lay hands on them, pray for the people doing drugs, the homeless. And I was like, okay, let's do it. If you guys are, you guys want to go. And we went down there. They just trust in the Lord. It was maybe midnight, one in the morning. And you know, it, anything goes over there. So we, we went with the speaker. We were open air preaching. Ariana was singing. These guys were just going from person to person, laying hands, spreading the kingdom, living in the book of Acts. You know, people have needles in their arms, crack pipes in their mouth. And it says, okay, just walking up to him. All right, well, before you do this, we're going to pray for you. Tell him there's no high like the most high. Jesus wants to come and encounter you with the power of God and his Holy Spirit right now. And, you know, you just meet people where they're at. You just meet people where they're at. We're just... We're just called to be Jesus to everyone we come across. We're not judging anyone. We're not condemning anyone. We're just loving them. We're presenting with the gospel truth, and we're presenting them with the love of God. This is a God-sized hole in everyone's heart that we're trying to fill with everything else. And, you know, it's very obvious for the people who are, you know, doing drugs on the street. But this goes for everyone. You know, there's a God-sized hole that we may be trying to fill with work. There's a Jesus-sized hole we might be trying to fill with money, with popularity. You know, and these are all good things when they're ordered. When our life is ordered that Jesus comes first, then our family, then our jobs, but nothing rises above the Lord. When we have that order in our life, then we live in a life of peace, joy, and happiness. When we place anything, no matter how good it is, even family above Jesus, our life becomes disordered. So, yeah, it's just, you know, when the Holy Spirit is released, as it is in these meetings, as it is when Father Tom talks, you can become empowered to live a resurrected life, to walk in the power and the joy and the peace and really just the power of God. And the power of God. And we can only release what's inside of us. So as we are filled with the Lord, first he comes in and he heals you. But then you can release that healing. You can release the kingdom of God onto others. And the Lord just wants me to speak about rest as Father Tom was speaking. You know, in the spiritual life, it's really not what you do. It's just who you are. It's not about doing. It's about being. And when you're just residing with God, when you're just being with the Lord, when you're just living in union with the Lord, you don't have these things, I need to do this, this, and this. You're just walking with the Lord every second of your life. And you, may be, and you might be walking in a grocery store and the Holy Spirit leads you to go pray for this person. Tell this person Jesus loves you. The Holy Spirit may lead you to say, okay, now it's time to go to Macedon, Mary's Mile. Maybe now it's time to go sit in front of the Blessed Sacrament. 
It's never about doing. It's about staying in a place of rest with the Lord. And he gives you, he aligns your life and he gives you little things to do, people to pray for. And then, like Father Tom said, the Holy Spirit will lead you to have alone time with the Lord. Go and just let the Lord fuse you and fill you, just you and Jesus. But it's about this ascended life to live on earth as it is in heaven. When Adam was in the garden, he just walked, he just walked with the Lord. He just walked with the Lord. He just walked with the Lord. And Jesus has that for you. He just wants you to walk with him every second of your life. And you're connected to Jesus through the power of the Holy Spirit. And Jesus said, you give them something to eat. They said to Jesus, are we to go and buy 200 denarii worth of bread and give it to them to eat? And Jesus said to them, how many loaves have you? Remember, they're in a deserted place. Go and see. And when they found out, they said, we have five loaves and two fish. Then Jesus ordered them to get all the people and sit down in groups on the green grass. And so they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties, taking the five loaves and two fish. He looked up to heaven and blessed and broke the loaves. Sounds like the Eucharist, foreshadowing of the Eucharist, and gave them to his disciples to set before the people. And he divided the two fish among them all. And all ate and were filled. And they took up twelve baskets full of broken pieces and of fish. Those who had eaten the loaves numbered five thousand men, not counting the women and children. This is a miracle, a great miracle. I wish I was there. I would have even eaten the fish. I'm not into fish. (laughs) But if Jesus had multiplied it, I would have eaten the fish. You see, this is God doing this for his people. Not only does he want to shepherd his people, he wants to make sure that they have something to eat. You give them something to eat. I'm speaking to you. You give them something to eat. You are the one that is going to give them something to eat. You say, but I have so little. Well, give them the little that you have. Give them the little that you have. But I'm not a priest. Well, most of my life was not being a priest. Not most of it, but part of my life was not being a priest. And God used me because I said, I'm available. I'm available, Lord. That's what we need to tell the Lord. I'm available. Immediately he made his disciples get into a boat and go ahead to the other side, to Bethsaida, while he dismissed the crowd. After saying farewell to them, he went up a mountain to pray. See, Jesus needed that. He's God, and as a man he needed to pray. He didn't go out and do the next miracle. He needed to pray. If he needs to pray, how much more do I need to pray? How much more do you need to pray? When evening came, the boat was out on sea, and he was alone on the land. 
when he saw that they were straining at the oars against an adverse wind, he came towards them early in the morning, walking on the sea. He intended to pass them by, but when they saw him walking on the sea, they thought it was a ghost, and they cried out, for they saw him, and they were terrified. But immediately, the Lord says, It is I, do not be afraid. Then he got into the boat with them, and the wind ceased. You see the power of the Lord? Do you see the power of God? We might not be able to walk on water, but we are able to walk on the earth to let people know that Jesus is in control, to trust him, to love him. I know the plans I have for you, I'll say it again, plans to give you a future and a hope. When you seek me with all of your heart, you find me with you, says the Lord. And they were utterly astounded, for they did not understand about the loaves, but their hearts were hardened. Imagine, they didn't understand about the loaves. They saw them multiply, and they don't understand because their hearts were hardened. God wants to take my hard heart, my stone heart, and give me a heart of flesh instead. God wants to take your stony heart from you and give you a heart of flesh instead. But you need to want that. I need to want that. I tell the Lord, Jesus, you're first in my life, you're second in my life, you're third in my life, and you're fourth in my life. I want it to be that way. Then things come after that. But the are the first four thoughts that I have in you, for you, and through you. Direct every thought to Jesus, because only Jesus can give you peace. Only Jesus can give you love, fulfillment, joy. Only Jesus can fulfill the purpose while you're on this earth. When every thought is directed to the Lord, then the Lord receives that thought, He receives that honor, and He gives you back gifts of the Spirit. He gives you back when He knows He can trust you. Gifts of peace, gifts of joy, gifts of healing, gifts of miracles. He wants to just pour forth His Spirit upon you day after day, moment after moment, second after second. But what can you trust? What do you trust Him with? You know, Jesus, He gave us free will. He's trusted us with dominion over this earth. He's trusted us with dominion over everything on this earth, every gift in the heavenly place, as it says in Ephesians. Jesus trusts you with everything. He's given you everything. But the question is, what do you trust Him with today? What do you trust in Jesus with? If there's an area in your life where you're being tormented, or you have anxiety, or you don't have peace, there's only one reason why. Because you haven't surrendered it completely to Jesus. You haven't trusted Him fully with it. And you know, it's an act of will to trust, so you can give it to Him right now as an act of will. Jesus, I surrender it to you. And then He gives you the grace. He gives you the grace second by second as He shows you what more and more you need to, to give to Him, what more and more you need to surrender to Him that you haven't fully given over. And it's about cooperation. It's about cooperation. All you have to do at that point is cooperate with the grace of God. And you know, one of the biggest reasons we don't trust is fear. 
We're fearful. We're fearful that if we give something to God, something bad might happen. You know, if we don't do it, if we give it to God, he may not come through. But he'll always come through. And fear has to do with pride. You know, the root of all sin is Jesus. You know, you can't do it, so I'm going to do it. I'm going to take control. I need to be in control of this. You know, the Lord is just, he's let, He's just saying, no, my son, no, my daughter, no. I created you. I created this world. I created your life. I created all the works you're going to do. I created the peace you seek, the joy you desire. And it comes through total surrender to me, surrender to my divine province, just deliberate obedience to what I'm calling you for. You know, because every time that Jesus calls us to do something, we don't really want to do it, but we do. We receive greater freedom. We're released from our human nature and we start to inhabit God's divine nature. God wants to inebriate you with his divinity. He wants to inebriate you with his Holy Spirit. He wants to inebriate you with all of heaven. You know, when heaven comes, everything on earth needs to leave. When the light of God shines forth upon you, all the darkness needs to go. All the darkness needs to go. When the knowledge and the wisdom of God comes upon you, the wisdom of man needs to leave. The foolishness of God is greater than the greatest wisdom of man. You know, the, if you want to be wise, the wisdom begins with fear of the Lord. Not servile fear, but we fear the Lord that we just... We fear offending God. We fear losing Jesus' presence. We fear, you know, giving up things of heaven for the things of earth. Are you desiring the things of this earth? Or are you desiring the gift of heaven? Are you desiring the things of Jesus first? And then he'll give you the gift of this earth. You know, he'll give you food, he'll give you shelter, he'll give you a car. Might not be a Maserati, but he'll give you wheels to get, get around. And he'll give you the peace and the joy and the love and the fullness of life that you were born to live in. You were born with such a big purpose. You were born with such grace on your life. If you know how big a role you played in the plan of God, you would never feel incomplete, unworthy. You know, Holy Spirit, right now, just come upon every listener and just touch them. Touch their heart. Even right now, just fill them with the love of God. Divinize them. The divinization that all humans are meant to walk in is that you see yourself as God sees you. You see the world as Jesus sees the world. You see your problems not from your eyes, but from God's eyes. You see things as the Lord sees things. And when we begin to see this world through the eyes of Jesus, suddenly life becomes light and it becomes airy and it becomes funny and it becomes joyful. And you know, nothing really is a big deal because you realize Jesus has everything under control. What do you start with with giving him? You start with your money because it's meaningless. Amen. God bless you. Behold. 
This has been In Season and Out of Season with Father Tom DiLorenzo. A tape of this week's series of messages is available to you with a donation when you write to this new address, Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. Please make a note of it. And remember that this ministry is supported only by the donations of listeners, so please help as the Lord leads you. That new address again is Father Tom DiLorenzo, P.O. Box 602, East Boston, Mass., 02128. And be sure to listen again next time for In Season and Out of Season. Oh.